Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. When you are alone, what types of things do you wrestle with? Once the noise of the day comes to a close, and it's just you and your thoughts, what types of things keep you tossing and turning through the night? Is it fears about the future? Is it regrets from the past? Or maybe it's a little of both. What things are you reluctant to face up to? Jacob, in our Old Testament lesson, had a past that would not let go of him. And in the near future, he was going to have to deal with his sordid past. This was not something that he wanted to do. It was something that he thought that he would not be able to live through. Yet it was something that God was making him do. You see, when Jacob was a young man, he did some things that he would later regret. Can you relate to Jacob here? I know for sure that I can. Anyway, when Jacob was a young man, he had deceived his father on his deathbed, and he stole his brother's blessing from his father. Jacob stole in a deceitful way. He dressed himself up like Esau, his brother, and he approached his father, who is now blind, hard of hearing, and he could not make out his own children. Let me tell you how serious this matter was. When Isaac, Jacob's father, found out what Jacob had done on his deathbed, the Bible says that he trembled violently. And yet there was nothing he could do. And as Isaac neared death, his son Jacob lied to him and stole from him. Could you lie or steal from the helpless? From your own parent? Jacob did. And in today's reading, we see him the night before he has to face up with his past. Now, what Jacob did to his father was bad, but it was his brother who faced the major repercussions of his actions. And this is how Esau, Jacob's brother, reacted to Jacob's lies. The Bible said, Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, He was plotting murder here. This is how serious it was. His brother Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. This statement from Esau is what caused Jacob to run away those many years ago. He ran away and he left his past behind him, hoping to never have to deal with it again. He ran away because the fruits of his action 
were almost too much for him to bear. He ran away because he didn't know what else to do. Can you relate to Jacob? Are there things in your life that you don't want to deal with it? Maybe it's something you've done. Maybe it's just an upcoming test. Maybe it's a broken relationship. A relationship of any kind. Maybe it is a past sin. Maybe it's somebody that you hurt, like Jacob hurt Esau. We all have things that we want to run away from. Very few of us like conflict. Now, Jacob never wanted to face his past again, but after many years, God was calling him and his brother back together in a meeting that neither of them thought would ever happen. For Jacob, meeting his brother once again, coming face to face with what he had done, it was his greatest fear. Yet God sent messengers to Jacob with this message. We came to your brother Esau, and he is coming to meet you. And there are 400 men with him. And it says Jacob was greatly afraid and he was distressed. Jacob did not want to see his brother. He even prayed to God saying this, I quote, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred that I may do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him. I'm afraid he may come and attack me and my family. But you said, Lord, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea. Do you notice what Jacob did? In his prayer, even though he's done all of these evil things to God, his father and his brother, he turned to God for help. And he even noted that he wasn't worthy of God's love towards him. Yet he still turned to God because of the promise that God made to him. Ultimately, these promises that God made towards Jacob, they were fulfilled in Jesus. In fact, Jesus, I mean, getting ahead of ourselves to the rest of the story, Jesus would come through the bloodline of Jacob himself. His own forgiveness for his deeds came into his own flesh and blood. Maybe you have to face up to something today or in the near future. Maybe you feel alone in your dilemma. And maybe like Jacob, you are afraid of what might happen to you when you have to face up to your past actions. And maybe also like Jacob, you feel 
unworthy to talk to God. Well, we are unworthy to talk to God, but we do not approach him because of our worthiness. We approach God because of his goodness shown to us in Jesus. The Bible says that while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And it says, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, are we saved by his life. You notice this progression? It says we're weak. No scratch that. We're sinners. No scratch that. We were God's enemies. Christ's death and resurrection is the solution for our weakness, for our sinning, for our act of rebellion against God, as Jacob did all three of those things. God loves us, my friends. That's why we turn to him. He saved us by the death of Jesus, even though we've done terrible things to him and others. We don't approach him in our troubles because we're righteous and good, and you know what? He owes us. No. We approach him in our times of need because of who he is, because he is righteous, he is good. In our times of troubles, we remember our unworthiness, but we also remember God's promise to us in Jesus. You hear how we started out our church service. This whole service is about turning to him, right? To receive goodness from him. And we started out, I, a poor, miserable sinner, we started out, I don't deserve it. And then we said, reminding him of who he is, but I pray you, because of your mercy that knows no bounds, your boundless mercy, and for the sake of Jesus, have mercy on me. We approach God just as Jacob did. Our unworthiness his overabundant goodness. And even though we deserve nothing but punishment, God chooses to bless us. And that is what Jacob had received the night before he met his brother. It says that he wrestled with God and he would not let God go until he blessed him. The Bible says, Jacob was left alone. He had sent all he had to meet his brother in advance, kind of as an appeasement, have mercy on me type of thing. And then Jacob was left alone the night before. And this is from Jacob's point of view. He doesn't understand what's happening at first. But it says a man wrestled with him from the breaking of the day. It was actually... And in it was a little side note, this was actually Jesus. 
before he took on our flesh and bones that came and met him here. It says, Then the man said to Jacob, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. By the end, Jacob knew that he was wrestling with God and he desired a blessing from God because of who he is. When Jacob encountered God, he was changed. Jacob's name, it means this. He takes by the heel or cheats. That's any Jacobs here? This is not, not meant to be unflattering for you. But the word Jacob in its deep, deepest roots actually means deceiver. And that is who Jacob was. He was a deceiver. But after meeting God, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. His new name was Israel, which means a prince, God's fighter, one who wrestles with God. Jacob is now Israel, a new man. And even though he is still afraid to face tomorrow, he is ready to meet the person whom he wronged those many years ago. He is ready to see Esau. And if you want to read how that meeting went, I would encourage you to read Genesis chapter 33 uh, later on this week. But the point of our reading today is not so much happened between Esau and Jacob, but that Jacob was changed in his meeting with God And God blessed him with peace, with strength in order to face the things of tomorrow, those things that were troubling him. And it should also be noted, in his time of deepest need, who was with him? Emmanuel, God with us. The same God that met with God in his time alone, that met with Jacob in his time alone, is the same God that comes to you this morning. And the same God that wrestled with Jacob is the same Jesus who urged you in the gospel today to always pray, don't lose heart. Those things are not too big for you. And even if you fail, even if Esau would have been killed, what's the worst that could happen? He had the blessing of God Almighty. He could depart in peace. He was okay because he was in the hands of God who saved him and nothing in all of creation could take him from the hands of his Savior. Nothing can take you from those hands either. We come to Jesus with our fears, our struggles, our disappointments, our sins. We give them to him. And we ask him for what he desires to give us in return. Blessing. And he does bless us. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. 
He blesses us with strength to face our fears, the ability to confess our sins, and that peace that comes from being a forgiven child of God. The same Jesus that wrestled with Jacob is with you here today in word and sacrament. The same Jesus that wrestled with Jacob is yours. He grants you forgiveness of sin. He grants you newness of life. And like Jacob, who was renamed Israel, you are a new creation ready to face tomorrow. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.